0: God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you you must be so excited. Listen now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice
1: Fraser Hello posters and welcome to The Last Post Final word, final words in of this, the, the most <sighs> Alright, something like that Today's episode is episode 311, marking the 6th of November of the year 2020. On this date in history, in 1906, Chinese government ministries were reorganised as part of a movement towards constitutional government. But in fact, in reality, the Manchu princes retained control of the government and there was little gain for the Chinese people en masse, beginning a fine tradition of that happening in China. An aristocracy by any other name would smell like a rose. Your guest today on the podcast is the magnificent Tiff Stevenson.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and to be described as magnificent.
1: I feel like it's a it's a good word. You are magnificent.
2: It, Queenly. Queenly. Yeah, I'll take that as well. Any more you want to throw at me, I'll have them all.
1: I mean, I'll I'll compliment you anytime. Um, So at some point, I'll start to charge for my time. (laughs) Coming up today, The Magnificent Tip will be bringing us all the latest in millionaire news. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. In the news today, after the breaking news about Melania Trump yesterday, uh, Ivanka has now evolved into a Melania like a Pokemon. Meanwhile, Melania has escaped on a yacht, having kidnapped eight Calvin Klein models. She is said to be aiming for a SpaceX rocket launch pad in the hopes of taking over the for-profit prison colony on Mars with her anti-internet bullying platform. So let's keep an eye out on that. Meanwhile in New New Zealand, old news made new again. The truth is out there. It may be coming from an unusual place. The United Tribes of New New Zealand have released documentation this week claiming they were the ones who built the pyramids. The statement suggests it's been believed for ages that people with only four limbs, two of which are shit for picking up rocks, would never have been able to build such engineering marvels and that, quote, you'll soon find out what they're for, end quote. According to Spokes, Octopus and Instagram influencer... Egypt used to be quote a lot more moist a while ago end quote (laughs) the PR team of the United Tribes of uh, New New Zealand followed up the documents with a press conference during tentacle hour that is the first many people have been able to retain full sentience through in order to launch their new 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 Zealand slogan eight is great they included exclusive footage of a tribal dance demonstrating how many things you can carry with eight arms pictures of several octopuses making the shape of a pyramid and a link to a YouTube video of the famous intricate knitting they are known for Meanwhile, on Mars, the first Mars-born child, Apollo Aldrin, turns 16 today and was officially drafted to the Interplanetary Basketball League as its first and so far only pick. The nine-foot, three-inch child hit puberty last year and the lack of gravity on Mars has launched him to interplanetary stardom, though some protest, saying that because Mars years are about twice as long as Earth years, this counts as child labor. Apollo Aldrin signed a $50 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers for three years, though pundits are unsure of how he will cope with heavier Earth gravity and not being on an anarchic, violent prison planet. And that's all the time we have for the headlines that we don't have time for, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because the future is going to be here if you buy it fast enough. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by an extract from a new book, Mrs. Bennett's Guide to Tinder, Grinder, and Red Tube. As a respectable woman with three daughters wed, I have a little time on my hands. My mother would say, bless her soul, that idle hands do the devil's bidding, and so, since I've been asked to share my thoughts on the modern search for a suitable match, I will no longer hide my light under a bushel. Many maidens might wish to emulate the success of my girls, one of whom married a nobleman of quite £10,000 a year, and so I have a few words for them. When receiving visitors or paying a call to the house of an acquaintance in the village, it's the height of impropriety to be seen to open your dating app. If you are at a country dance, you may respond to text messages behind your fan, particularly if you've not been asked to stand up for a quadrille. (laughs) If you are on Grindr or Tinder, you may excuse yourself briefly from a ball to discreetly check the development of your flirtation, but do not approve Tinder matches if you've had more than a glass or two of punch. No genteel young lady ought to sext her suitor until the fourth date. Just as it is not done to introduce yourself to a new neighbour until your father or guardian has paid a visit, it is important to restrain yourself from sending nude pictures to relative strangers until you have the approval of a dowager. (laughs) Do avoid bathroom selfies. One ought not to associate oneself with such a low environment and it bespeaks an unseemly vanity. Take only pictures that display an interesting and exciting life. When my daughter Jane was visiting the Mrs Bingley, I sent her out into a rainstorm to precipitate events, as it were. (laughs) You might wish to send a picture of you looking damp and irresistible to your suitor, but do this only if there is genuinely a rainstorm or you will seem conniving. If there is no rainstorm, a convincing rainstorm can be contrived with merely half a glass of water. This episode of the podcast brought to you (laughs) by half a glass of water. (laughs)
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight That's plushcare.com slash weight
2: The last post.
1: Top story today millionaire news. Tiff Stevenson. Tiff, what's happening in the world of millionaires
2: right now? Millionaires and billionaires. They're everywhere and they're getting on our nerves. First up, millionaire businessman Claude Littner. You may know him from The Apprentice. Got himself into a bit of hot water. Because he was discussing lockdown measures in Greater Manchester and he told Andy Burnham to stop grandstanding and take it on the chin. And taking it on the chin is probably exactly what's going to happen to Claude Littner the minute he steps foot north of Stoke. Mm. So it's just millionaires showing how out of touch they are with people kind of demanding sort of basics like wages and food and being able to survive during a lockdown. (laughs) So Alan Sugar is his boss on The Apprentice. As we know, he's been trying to encourage people back to work because he wants his businesses to thrive. Um, But someone had shared a message on WhatsApp saying that he died. And then it was trending on Twitter that Alan Sugar had died. But he is, in fact, very much alive and tweeted to complain about a late package arriving from DHL or some other kind of delivery service. I don't know. They made the terrible mistake of assuming that uh, dead on the inside was the same as dead on the outside. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In that case, he is kind of like Schrodinger's Alan Sugar. He is dead (laughs) and alive at the same time. (laughs) And uh, Kim Kardashian, another millionaire slash, I would say maybe in the billionaire territory in the news, who had her 40th birthday and uh, posted a message on social media to say after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal for just a brief moment in time. Um, That's not even... Not reading the room. That's not reading the entire world to come out in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, she told everyone how humbled she was by it. So it's probably fine. It's probably fine because she was really (laughs) humbled, guys. Um, When so many people have lost their incomes to shout about you're flying on private jet to a private island. It's fine because it's humbling. And there were staff there who had to wear masks, obviously, to serve them because they're poor. Sorry, I mean, differently financed. They're differently financed. That's the term I'm using now. So, uh, yeah, so this was a terrible, terrible idea to tweet about this. And she sort of doubled down and then said, now I have your attention, vote, which is stealing what Chris Evans did when he accidentally showed a picture of a penis on his camera phone during an interview. (laughs) Um, He was like, now I have your attention, vote. So she's tried to kind of take that on. Um, And actually, there's been a lot of, like, let them eat cake. I mean, the problem with Chris
1: Evans's picture was that the accidental picture of his penis, I feel, reflected quite well on him, whereas this accidental... Showing of their dickishness may not have reflected so well on them.
2: Yes. And was it Chris's penis or was it someone else's that he just had on his camera roll? We don't know. I don't think he confirmed or denied. Well, my WhatsApp messages always drop things into my
1: camera roll. So it's possible someone's just sending him pictures of their penis. If I had a penis and Chris Evans's phone number, I'd probably send him pictures of my penis.
2: Yes. Yeah. Like I'd ask for consent first. <laughs> yeah. I mean Chris Evans is great. Let's let, we could also make we could also do 10 minutes on how great Chris Evans is.
1: <laughs> Kanye didn't go to the island for his wife's 40th birthday because who needs to go to their wife's birthday party? Apparently he had work commitments or a commitment to a completely different understanding of time and birthdays and wives and where he should be. <laughs> I didn't expect at the beginning of this story that I would be more annoyed with Kanye
2: for not being on
1: a private (laughs) island.
2: I'd watched something the other day which kind of like made me feel sort of empathy for her. And then this story broke and I was just like, no, it's gone. And the tide's really turning. I mean, celebrities have not really nailed sort of the pandemic and lockdown, you know, with their ostentatious displays of wealth and complaining. And I think this is very much the cherry on the cake because there is no kind of discernible talent there. So people are like, what should we even like you for anyway? You're just money. So there we go.
1: And that's all the time we have for our top story today because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor. Now remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at somethingelse.com. Dear Alice plus 1 that's you today Tiff I've always wanted to be a number you've always you are number 1 in these times of enhanced concerns about our collective health I realize there's another worry in your case in particular Mm, presumptuous. As you inhabit an orbiting satellite space station, true, there is the possibility of loss of muscle and bone density due to microgravity. Have you found a way to counteract this effect with exercise, medical intervention, or artificial gravity? I so greatly appreciate your work and I hope you're not suffering from your art. Cheers, Adam
2: Stuck on Earth. Tiff, have you got anything to say to Adam here? Well, he's concerned that you have porous bones. Mm. I'm also concerned. I don't want you to have spongy bones. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't know what what to recommend. I mean, how do you keep fit in space? How do you keep mentally sane is probably a better question. Um, Because in space, no one can hear you scream.
1: I scream a lot. That's how I get my—that's how I get my rage and worry and anxiety out. It's very therapeutic. I scream into the vacuum of space. No one can hear me. I'm not bothering anybody. But uh, I feel like Adam. This is typical mansplaining. I'm living on a space station. You're not even on a space station, and you can presume to tell me what to do with my health. I'm—I'm I'm jacked. I do a lot of push-ups. Uh, I <laughs> put myself into a little box and push my way out. Uh, I drink a lot of milk from my space cows. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of it is my really private upsetting <laughs> the rest of it is my private business adam you keep your nose out of my health habits just just know that i am jacked and have more abs than a Hemsworth, uh although unfortunately an odd number <laughs> And thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news from this dimension. If you're in the other dimension, hello there. Do tell your friends about us. We've got uh, not that much left of this year. Uh, Your guest today on the podcast was the wonderful Tiff Stevenson. Tiff, have you got anything to plug?
2: Yes, I would like to plug... My bath, so the water doesn't <laughs> run out. Guys, guys, so guys, guys. Um, <laughs> I would like to plug my butt so that the no. okay. Um, so <laughs> listen, come find me on Twitter and Instagram. Tiff Stevenson Comic on Instagram, uh, Tiff Stevenson on Twitter. Because I have moved some tour dates. I've got some tour dates next week. Next week? No, I've got some tour dates next year. You wish. God, time has no meaning. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I, I made an announcement so you can find all the info there. Uh, so just come follow me. Do that. Uh, Tiff's always good value on social media. The last
1: post is an Alice Fraser and The Bugle Podcast production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. That's one L. Uh, Or for a one-stop shop of all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, and blogs, sign up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes pass to my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His sub-producer, the editor, and the iron fist inside his velvet glove is the inimitable Pet Hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.
0: Sick of being upsold at gyms? (laughs)